This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Dining. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Well, we've already talked about our favorite holiday bird rituals, so now we need the side dishes. What's the special side dish that you bring to the table? Does your family do dressing or stuffing? Do you have the best macaroni and cheese? What type of pies and cakes are you bringing to the dessert table? Share your comments and experiences with us this morning. Give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 672-7464 or you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org This is Deep South Dotting from MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Last week on the show, we talked about your favorite holiday bird rituals. So today we're talking about side dishes. What's the special side dish that you bring to the holiday table? Are you in a family that does dressing or stuffing? What about macaroni and cheese? What's your best recipe for that? And pies and cakes are always a necessity for the holiday table as well. We're looking for your comments and experiences this morning. Give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 Or you can send us an email, food at mpbonline.org. So good morning, Deborah. Hope that you had a good weekend. Good morning, Kevin. Thank you so much. I did. I had an amazing weekend. I actually um, spent quite of the the weekend uh, cleaning up, believe it or not. I was scrubbing down that kitchen and getting everything in order and organizing everything because we got a lot of cooking to do starting today. Uh, going into the Thanksgiving holidays for all of those wonderful people who ordered things from us. And so I'm excited about that. And, you know, of course, last week, Kevin, we started off by saying things that, you know, we were just really grateful for. And I just want to say thank you to, uh, you know, everybody that's been listening to our show and and to all the amazing people that I met recently at Bravo's to young Bethany and to Sarah Beth and so many other wonderful people that have just been so kind. You know, Kevin, it's really sweet when, um, you know, people walk up to you and go, you know, Mississippi Public Broadcasting, you do that show. I was, um, it, believe it or not, in an auto parts uh, store in Byram. And this, and as soon as I walked in, the guys called my whole name and it scared the heck out of me. <laughs> and I was like, uh, okay, I never dated you, so who the heck are you? And um, he was like, no, no, I know you from the show. So I, I'm just really honored and, and very grateful for so much kindness. And I'm thankful for you, Kevin. You have allowed me to harass you for a very long time, and you're really sweet about it, and I love you for it, so thank you. Well, thank you, too, for uh, all you do for us. Uh, you know, you volunteer your time to come in here and make such wonderful food for us every Monday. So we really appreciate that. And I enjoy working with you. This is, a, I think, a fun show every Monday. And, and uh, thanks also to uh, the folks who call in to become a part of it. We've got some folks that call in occasionally, some that call in uh, more frequently. We'd like to hear from everybody uh, when we talk about uh, the love of food, which is what we celebrate here on Deep South Dining every Monday morning. So uh, so we are talking again about uh, the holiday meal. Uh, as I said, last week, we kind of covered the the main, the entrees, the turkey and uh, the turduckins and the, uh, the alligator that swallowed the chicken that swallowed the whatever it was. Uh, but we're talking about side dishes and desserts this morning. So if you'd like to join in and uh, share your favorites with us, give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is 877-672-7464. You can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. <clears throat> I made some turkey meatloaf this weekend. Oh. Look at you. Tell yeah. me about it. Well, it, uh, it's a good recipe. I had. Uh, it's funny. I have a, a stack of uh, 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 copy paper, you know, tacked to my refrigerator, and it's a bunch of recipes. So I'm, turkey meatloaf is one of them. It's uh, got a, a ground, uh, a pound of ground turkey. I got some um, 
some spinach. Um, I got some mushrooms, uh, and I used uh, oatmeal as kind of the um, you know the thing that holds it all together. A couple of eggs, uh, and put it in there. And it's interesting. I I don't know if I didn't mix the eggs up enough because in the past I don't remember them doing that. But it was almost like you the egg you get in sort of a fried rice where it had kind wow. of fried. So um, at, well, at least yeah. that's one of the things that that happens a lot of times, Kevin. Is you know if you don't, for me, it's not whipping the egg. In the product that I'm using, but always whip your egg before. Mm -hmm. Uh, And even to lighten it up a little bit, you may want to add just a few drops of water right in that egg and then whip it until you get all those buttery bubbles coming up in your. But it was uh, it was good. And I think it was at least dispersed enough to where it wasn't like you were had a, you know, a fried (laughs) egg in the middle of your of your meatloaf. That might not uh, be bad. though. The thing I was a little worried about was I I did. I forgot to drain the lettuce or the um, spinach. So. So it was a little moist, so I, I kept it in the oven um, a little bit um, longer than it was called for. But it makes it very colorful because the um, there's almost as much spinach in there as there is turkey. So it, wow. it's a real colorful green, and I put a little uh, ketchup over the top of it. So it turned out turned out really good. So I was, I was enjoyed that, and uh, we'll have that for a couple more days. And if you can eat some comfort food like a meatloaf, you might as well try to make it a little bit more healthy and, and use turkey. You know what, though, Kevin, this is the perfect weather for comfort food. I mean, you know, meatloafs and, you know, stews and soups. But, oh, my gosh, Thanksgiving is incredible. It's all this stuff. I can't wait to get to my mom's house. I mean, she cooks like, you know, there's going to be 500 people coming to her house. <laughs> this lady only has four kids. Oh, my God. But, you know, in between the kids and the grandkids and, you know, family stopping by, there usually is not any food left, which is really crazy. So I'm I'm really excited about the holiday. Well, I usually go to my brother's house in, in Hattiesburg for uh, Thanksgiving, going there again this year. And his wife, my sister-in-law, excellent, excellent cook. She always cooks a lot of food, but and then which that means then when I leave, you got food to got take with big, you. Big, big leftovers, but yeah. So usually turkey. Uh, I think sometimes she'll do a, a pork roast. Uh, she has a great recipe for macaroni and cheese. Uh, so always, uh, it's one of those where you have to take. You know, normally you take a serving. With Thanksgiving, you you learn to take like half size serving so that you can get a taste of everything because there's always so many good uh, things going on uh, when we eat uh, uh, holiday meals or, uh, this time of year. So. Oh, I know I'm going to get in trouble for this because I'm sure Frank is listening. But forget getting a scoop of everything, Kevin. <laughs> I just get two or three plates. You know, one plate is full of macaroni and cheese. The other plate is full of meats. Come on, I know I'm not the only person that does that. Oh my God. <laughs> They need to make it a a, a special Thanksgiving plate that would be larger. They do, Kevin. (laughs) They do. I kid you not. It's a plate big enough. It's just ridiculous. And everybody's sitting there. And then you're watching football and you're laughing. The only thing that I'm upset about during the holidays, Kevin, once again, is you're going away without me. I just don't understand. Your family needs to know we're officially married now. Get over it. Uh, you brought in some great desserts. We'll talk about those in a minute. But first, we've got uh, Kathleen on the line from Osaka. Good morning, Kathleen. Love hearing from you. Good morning, Kathleen. Hello, Kathleen. Good morning. Hi, it's Kathleen. Hey, sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, I wanted to tell you all I have a great side dish for cauliflower. Okay, love cauliflower, girl. Now, you just cut the bottom leaves off where the stem is. You leave it whole. You rinse it. You can put it in a colander if you don't have a basket steamer. And in the water, about an inch in the bottom of the pot, you can put those leaves. You put an onion, salt, pepper, salt, whatever you want to put in the bottom. Like they call it a mirepoix, Mm -hmm. which means spices in. And uh, put a lid on it and steam it. When it's done, you take a pound of mushrooms, de-stem them, and you put a little saucepan with butter. It, it sounds rich, but it's not. You put the butter, whole stick in, and you let the mushrooms slowly cook in that where they don't shrivel. When they're cooked and the, the cauliflower is through steaming, you put the cauliflower in a large bowl, whole. You put the base of the mushrooms, the, the caps, all the way around it. You take the stems, some of the butter, and some of the liquid that you steamed it in. Add a cornstarch, and if you want a little white wine, mm-hmm. and you make like a, a pan sauce, and you pour it over the top. 
and you're done. Oh, that sounds yummy. I absolutely love um, a lot of vegetables on the table during the holiday, and cauliflower is one of those um, dishes that add all that extra beautiful color to the table and the, the texture. So, Kathleen, thank you so much for that. Well, it's a, it's a good recipe. It's not that expensive, and you can prepare it, you know what I mean, uh, ahead of time. All right. Absolutely. And, and before you hang up, I just want to say, you know, because we're saying thank you for so many things. I am so thankful to hear you every Monday. Thank you for always calling well, us and I loving on us. I make it every Monday, but God knows I wouldn't want Kev- Kevin to Google that goose without me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks yep, for the call, have Kathleen. Good day, y'all. You too, girl. That uh, mentioning cauliflower brings up one of my pet peeves, and that is <clears throat> I like those steamer bags you get at the grocery store. There's one that has cauliflower and broccoli, and then there's one that has cauliflower, broccoli, and carrots. Mm-hmm. Invariably, there is more cauliflower than broccoli in there, and I want an equal distribution. You want your uh, cauliflower to have equal rights. Let's take Well, actually, <laughs> it's the broccoli that's being shortchanged. Oh, you serious? So I'm okay. wondering if it's if it's one is that much more expensive than the other. That's a good question. I, I don't really know the answer to that. There's so much similar. I would think that they'd be the, you know, the About same the sort same of price. Cost, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, hey, we need to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to jump into our topic this morning, and that is side items and desserts for the holiday table. We've got some open phone lines. So if you'd like to join in with some suggestions or your favorites, give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. You can send us an email, food at mpbonline.org. We'll be back with more after this. Support for MPB comes from the University of Mississippi School of Education, offering online master's degrees in elementary education, higher education, and early childhood education. Your master's degree can be earned online in as little as one to two years. More information at education.olemiss.edu. I'm Debbie Miner, host of Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit on MPB Think Radio. Each week we discuss topics that have to do with keeping you in the best shape of your life or getting you in better shape one step at a time. From healthier eating to exercise routines to supplements and knowing how to read the signals that your body is showing you, Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit is here to help Mississippians feel their absolute best. Listen to Southern Remedy Healthy and Fit this morning at 11 on MPB Think Radio. Future quandaries. You give an instruction to your robot to go to work and it turns around and says, I'd rather go to the beach. Or your battlefield robot decides to side with the enemy. Artificially intelligent robots present challenges that none of us has experienced before. I'm Kelly McEvers, a $10 million grant to consider ethics and robots. Later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. MPB Radio's local programs are available now as podcasts. Sure, you love your MPB mobile app. It streams your favorite program anytime you like. But when streaming's not the thing, say, in flight or driving on the Natchez Trace, download your favorite podcast and you've got it in your pocket. Available on iTunes or on any podcast app. Grab your local MPB podcast now. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. All 
Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking about side dishes and desserts for your holiday meal this morning. Looking for your comments and questions? The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Barbara's on the line from Picayune. We'll get to her call in just a minute, but I did want to ask you, to Deborah, to talk about you brought in two desserts for us this morning. Uh, one is a peppermint pound cake, and then also uh, kind of a different take on sweet potato pie. Tell us about that. Oh, my goodness, Kevin. So, of course, you know, I'm in a very festive mood, and the pound cake is just really simple. Uh, it's a traditional uh, pound cake recipe. And it, and one of the things that I'm learning, you know, as I'm learning to cook, and it's been an interesting journey, is what I was saying a few minutes ago, even about how to add my eggs into the cake to make sure that you get your moisture level. Usually what happens is you'll see people crack an egg and then stir the batter. But I've learned that if you will go ahead, if it calls for, you know, six eggs or four eggs, if you will whip those eggs prior to adding them to your uh, sugar and butter content, you'll end up with a lot, uh, a, a much moisture cake. It's just really wonderful. You won't get that streaking, you know, and you won't overbeat your cake. Uh, but I brought in a peppermint cake, um, and I used what I did. You know those uh, nice peppermints that come in the big container? Mm-hmm. They're really soft and sugary. I crunched those up and added those along with the sugar content to kind of give you this beautiful color that we have. And I simply took uh, for the glaze on top just um, uh, some white chocolate. Um, is the, the first glaze that you see. We've got some... Um, uh, sour cream, uh, icing on top, and then we just sprinkled it full of little peppermints and topped it with pecans. Real simple. The sweet potato pie, Kevin. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It is Mississippi heaven, right? It's a traditional sweet potato pie with some honey secrets in it. And what I did today is I simply took those candy yams that we love so much. I cooked them down. I didn't add any butter to it, Kevin, but I cooked them down in my brown sugar. I added a little bit of maple flavoring in it. And I've added, you know, some nutmeg, a little cinnamon. Let them cook all the way down. Once they've softened up enough and and not overcooked them because you're going to add them to the top of your pie. I took them out, put them on a plate, and then I let the syrup continue to cook down, okay? And then I added just a little bit of caramel into that syrup. And then I placed in a beautiful arrangement our uh candied yams on top of the pie, sprinkled them with pecans, glazed with the syrup, popped them back in the oven for another 15 minutes, and voila. It was very good, and it was still warm this morning, so that made it uh, even extra better. Uh, as I said, Barbara is on the line, wants to talk to us in Picayune. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Um, well, I had an interesting cauliflower uh, dish at a friend's house last week, and she had cooked down the cauliflower and sort of mashed it and added silken tofu. Hmm. And it was like mashed potatoes, but you could taste the cauliflower. And it was really delicious. So I thought somebody might want to try that. And my other favorite thing, for which I'm going to cook for this Thanksgiving, is um, boiled pearled onions with oh a cream boy. sauce and mm. a white sauce. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have to have that. <laughs> so Barbara, <laughs> Kevin's over here licking his lips, girl. <laughs> Anyway, happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Thanks, Barbara. Yeah, that's uh, certainly one of my favorites. Uh, My mom used to make those, and those, those are very, very tasty. Um, you know, and then I think, uh, is it the ones that you add the green peas in? My mother used to do it that way with the pearl onions, and you cook it down until it's really creamy. And then she would add the uh-huh. English peas in. Kevin. That sounds good. Yeah, it's we never did yummy. that, but that's good. All right, so we've got uh, things going on uh, for our holiday cooking, uh, our dinner this morning. Uh, we're looking for your suggestions, comments, memories about side dishes and desserts. You can give us a call at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one eight seven seven. 672-7464. Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. You know, it's not only holiday, the meal, but also this time of year, people begin to make a lot of treats for parties and that sort of thing. So if you have a favorite ho- holiday, um, I would say snack, I guess, or uh, that necessarily, not necessarily on uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas, but something you might bring to an office party, you could call in and share with us as well. One of those that I thought of that I made a couple of years ago that... <clears throat> It was interesting when I, <clears throat> excuse me, when I asked people if they wanted to try it, they would hesitate, but then they would take it, and, and most people liked it, and that is candied bacon. 
Oh, gosh, Kevin, absolutely. So I, I mean, took, uh, anything with bacon on it, right? <laughs> Who says no to bacon? <laughs> but it, so it was a, easy to make, a little bit messy, but you take uh, bacon, and I think it was uh, syrup and brown sugar, and you coat it in there and just you know put it in the oven and, and, and crisp it up. It was, it was really good, but it was funny because people would kind of look at it, and they're like, but then when they would Candy take a piece, most people really liked it. Amazing. And um, Kevin, uh, when I first started cooking with Honey and Friends, I thought I was being brilliant. So I did uh, chocolate covered bacon, mm. only to wake up a few uh, weeks later and this company had introduced, <laughs> uh, you know, really, are you serious? But yes, there's nothing that you can't put bacon on. So Kevin, the question is, is it a pecan or a pecan? Do you want pecan pie or do you want pecan pie? I, I usually say pecan. Oh, look at you being cute. Pe- you pecan? A, pecans? It's a pecan, Kevin. I don't know. Let's ask Timothy. He's right. calling in. We've got uh, Timothy on the line from Louisiana. Good morning, Timothy. Good Hi, morning. Timothy. How are you? Groove it on. Groove it on. Pecan. There pecan. you go. All right. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. All right. My, my, you know, my mother always said, Timothy, if you're going to be late, bring dessert. <laughs> you know? So um, I'm notoriously late, so I always bring dessert. And one of the desserts I bring is a a New York-style cheesecake. Oh, boy. Wow. baked cheesecake. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes I'll make a pineapple glaze for it. You oh, know? wow. Oh, my goodness. It, you know, like a compote that you over the top, you heat it up, and then you know you slice it, serve it, and then put this hot uh, pineapple compote over the top. You mm. know, that you can really be late good. anytime. Okay, <laughs> pardon me. I said you can be late anytime. Just bring the cheesecake. <laughs> yes, yes. <clears throat> My second and favorite wife demanded it. We drove into L.A., Los Angeles. Every weekend to go to this one Jewish deli on uh, and get uh, a, a New York cheesecake from there. Wow. And I bribed one of the cooks to teach me how to cook it. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have to drive that 40 miles to get that <laughs> dang cheesecake. <laughs> and I tell you what, making her happy with that cheesecake was one of the, you know, it just was wonderful. All know? right. Well, Timothy, thank you so much. And again, right. we are thankful for you. Thank you. So enjoy your holiday. Oh, I love y'all, and have a good one out there. All righty. Thanks, Timothy. Yeah, cheesecake, and then with uh, the uh, the warm pineapple compote, that, that would oh be really gosh. good. That's that's a great uh, um, <clears throat> combination of taste sensations there on that, that's for sure. All right, so uh, we've talked a little bit about desserts, so we're talking about desserts and side items. Um, what about some side dishes? What are some of your favorites uh, to cook with uh, holiday meals? How can you have <laughs> turkey and dressing without having macaroni and cheese, Kevin? I think it is an American classic. It's probably going to be on every table in the country, but that is absolutely one of my favorite. And I don't care if it's the kind that you get to slice like a casserole or if it's really creamy. I just want macaroni and cheese. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, do you have any tips, maybe ways to make it uh, stay creamy so it maybe doesn't dry out? Uh, What are some ideas behind good macaroni and cheese? Well, of course, one of the things that I always suggest to people when you're cooking noodles, always cook them to the point of just simply being al dente or just almost done. You don't want them to be mushy and overcooked because that can change the whole texture of your dish. And, you know, cheese is expensive, so you want to make sure that you get it right. The thing is, and macaroni and cheese is so simple. you got simple ingredients like butter. You've got some milk. you got a little sour cream. And if you're ambitious like I am, you add a little bit of cream cheese to that, Kevin, and you're going to whip that mixture up together. And, of course, it is creating a roux, uh, and it's that butter and flour that you're going to, you know, roux up really, really well, and then you're going to mix your milk and your um, seasonings right into that to get some nice creamy consistency. And then you're going to add your cheeses in. And because I like a variety of textures and taste in my cheeses, we're going to use some white cheddar, some sharp. You know, you might even want to add a little pepper jack in that. But it is really making sure that those noodles are right and getting your roux right so that the texture and the moisture level in your uh, macaroni and cheese is not overdone. All right. Got some more callers on the line. Let's begin again uh, with Charlotte in Cleveland. Good morning, Charlotte. Hey, Charlotte. Good morning. We're I finna- wanted to share with y'all that um, I sell cakes and um, homemade rolls, and I'm I'm buried 
uh, in bacon today, and I've got this about seven dozen rolls today. But I wanted to share that um, my key to really also the beignets and homemade oh donuts, gosh. and the key to really good pastries as far as rolls and stuff is mashed potatoes. Absolutely. Uh huh. Tell us more. <laughs> And also uh, a, a key I'd like to share about good icing, regular white icing for cinnamon rolls, is a, the French technique of a little bit of salt in with the powdered sugar makes it so much better. Uh-huh. So wait, wait, go back to the uh, mashed potatoes in, in, the, in the, uh, the rolls. What, what are you talking about there? Um, I use the same basic recipe for my rolls, my beignets, uh, cinnamon rolls, they're all the same recipe, but you can e- either use mashed potato flakes or make some uh, mashed potatoes instant or homemade and add it to the dough, and it makes them so light and fluffy. All right. Charlotte. And I uh, want to tell y'all, for people who say, uh, who don't pronounce pecan like we <laughs> governors do, um, Emerald. The chef says mm-hmm. that a pecan is what Granny keeps by her bedside. <laughs> All right, uh, Charlotte. I love you, Thank Charlotte. You. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. <laughs> All right. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> We're going to go next to Paris. Cynthia's called in this morning. Good morning, Cynthia. Good morning. Are you? There oh. we go. Sorry, sorry, Cynthia. Go ahead. Oh yes. Mine is a side dish called Sassy Slaw. Okay. I'm driving, so I don't have the exact proportions, but you get a can of sauerkraut, and you drain the juice off. You add sugar, uh, chopped bell pepper, chopped red onion, chopped celery in with your sauerkraut. Add sugar, and then add... uh, uh, white vinegar back to it in a jar and it makes the best side dish for any anything oh fantastic and it's called what again now sassy slaw sassy slaw (laughs) i love the name all by itself (laughs) all right uh, cynthia thanks for the call good suggestion there careful out there on that road cynthia this is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Time for another break. When we get back, we're going to continue talking about side dishes and desserts for your holiday meal. We've got some good suggestions so far. We'd like to hear from you what your favorite thing to eat uh, along with your holiday meal is. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one eight seven seven six seven two. 7464. Send an email to food at mpbonline.org. We'll be back with more after this. <laughs> and music is MPB Music Radio. From classical to bluegrass and everything in between, MPB Music Radio has a sound for every ear. For information on where to find MPB Music Radio, visit mpbonline.org. This is an important message for all MPB viewers who use an antenna to receive MPB TV. On Monday, December 12th, our Dot One and Dot Two channels will change. MPB HD will move to Dot One. A brand new 24-7 children's channel, PBS Kids, will premiere soon on Dot Two. Subchannels Dot Three and Four will continue to carry Create TV and MPB Think Radio just as before. Cable and satellite viewers shouldn't be affected. If you have questions, please visit our website at mpbonline.org. MPB Radio's local programs are available now as podcasts. Sure, you love your MPB mobile app. It streams your favorite program anytime you like. But when streaming's not the thing, say, in flight or driving on the Natchez Trace, download your favorite podcast and you've got it in your pocket. Available on iTunes or on any podcast app. Grab your local MPB podcast now. 
future quandaries. You give an instruction to your robot to go to work and it turns around and says, I'd rather go to the beach. Or your battlefield robot decides to side with the enemy. Artificially intelligent robots present challenges that none of us has experienced before. I'm Kelly McEvers, a $10 million grant to consider ethics and robots. Later on All Things Considered from NPR News. Today at 4 on NPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking today about side dishes and desserts to add to your holiday table. We've got some open phone lines if you'd like to join in. The phone number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. You can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. Let's go to Greenwood and invite Bill into the program. Good morning, Bill. Hello, Bill. Uh, hey, how you doing? I have family come here from Dallas, Arkansas. They didn't call them pecans or pecans. They called them puckins. <laughs> puckins. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I want to tell you, my favorite dessert is mince pad. I, I, I called in uh, some time ago. And I haven't been able to find the nine sets, and I hadn't found the mince pie yet, but I'm still looking. I um, I think you can get the mince, uh, the the stuffing, as it were, the filling. I think in most grocery stores. Um, but uh, you're right. Now that's that's sort of a more traditional pie that uh, maybe isn't not quite as popular as it once was. But that's certainly something that we think about uh, on Thanksgiving. Uh, Deborah, have you ever made a mince pie? Kevin, I have never even had mince pie. I've seen it, uh, I, you know, but I've never tried it before. So, you know, that's going to be something I have to put on my uh, holiday to-do list. Bill, how would I you? A, I live in a small town. I only have is a two grocery stores and a Walmart, and they don't have eaten non-such or anything. Huh. That's, <laughs> how would you describe the taste of mince pie, Bill? Uh, it's real good. It's it's sort of like I, I, they have had an apple spice pie before, but it's it's like an apple spice pie, but it's got a lot of, uh, uh, I guess, suet or something in there. It's a lot like uh, apples diced up and uh, different kind of fruit raisins. It's really good. Hmm. All right. Uh, if uh, anybody's listening and then might know where where to get some uh, mince pie, mince meat, uh, go ahead and, and give us a call. But that uh, I, I'm the same way. I've seen mince meat pie, but I've never had it before. But uh, with all that fruit in it, it sounds like it might be pretty good. So uh, let's uh, continue on. We've got a call from Ann, who's on the road this morning. Good morning, Ann. Hey, Ann. Good morning. Good morning. <clears throat> go ahead. I'm not hearing. Are you with us? Can you I hear us? That I turned the radio down too far, so I lost the, the speaker in my car. Okay, go ahead. Uh, for I, I'm going to answer his question. I had to order the mincemeat online. Okay. From and it came from California. I get a dried mincemeat by none such, and I make a mincemeat and uh, gumdrop and pecan cookie every oh, wow. year for Christmas. Hmm, that's oh my goodness. You used to be able to buy the dried mincemeat in the grocery store. It comes in a little, uh, like, rectangular package. and uh, But now I've got to get it online because none of the grocery stores on the Gulf Coast carry it. I've gone to all of them. Wow. But anyway, I had to add to your story about the pecan or pecan. Okay. <laughs> we lived in San Antonio, Texas. And we were part of the marriage encounter community out there. And we became a contact for a new couple that was moving into the area from New York. Uh-oh, I think we lost and I, All that kind of thing. And she wanted to make cookies, and she said she went to the store, I think it was Twegman's, and asked where the pecans were. And she <laughs> went down this aisle... And she was in the baby goods section <laughs> and all this kind of stuff. And she went back up to the desk and she said, I'm sorry, you must have given me the wrong aisle. 
So I told you I needed pecans. I'm making my Christmas cookie, and I need these pecans for my cookies. And the woman laughed, and she said, oh, you mean pecans. (laughs) (laughs) So that Christmas, after she told me this story, and I had gotten such a good laugh out of it, she took a baby potty (laughs) and put flowers in the center, the center of it, and wrote on the rim, pecans. (laughs) <laughs> hyphenated <laughs> all right and thanks for the call good to hear from you appreciate that uh interesting uh lots of pecan pecan stories this morning got another caller on the line this time we're uh, off to pensacola christine on the line good morning christine good morning, Hi, good morning. so to add to the men's meet uh, my father will be 96 in january my grandmother his mother put whiskey and bourbon and everything pretty much in the dessert. So that's kind of what he likes. So, yes, none such is a mincemeat filling that I usually find at Publix, and it's usually in a big jar. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yes, I'll be making that for him. But I wanted to mention, you know, um, sweet potato um, casserole is what I normally make. And, and so the tradition um, that our family has is to bake the sweet potatoes and wait till they cool, scoop them out, um, and add white sugar, not brown, white sugar, melted butter, vanilla, and sherry, of course. Um, so it makes it a little bit different, and the topping of uh, my childhood was always the mini marshmallows. So mm-hmm. just oh, wanted to yes, yes. Christine, are you, are you uh, on the road from Pensacola? Yes, yes. Headed uh, down to Mississippi right now for work. All right. Pensacola, my, my favorite spot on the Gulf Coast. Love going there. My brother lives down there on the beach, and I'd love to visit there. So, Well, it's beautiful. Pensacola Beach to Perdido and Gulf Shores uh, can't be beat. I will second you on that one. (laughs) Thanks so much for the phone call. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. We're looking for your favorite holiday side dishes and desserts. You can give us a call at 1-877-MPB-RING. Our phone number is 1-877-672-7464. You can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. All right, so again, this is something we like to talk about every Thanksgiving, the difference between stuffing and dressing. (laughs) (laughs) Ta-da! <laughs> <laughs> some has pecan. Some no, I'm sorry. That's, <clears throat> I'm not putting a pecan in my dressing, Kevin. Uh, the difference, Kevin, is cornbread versus bread. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, for me, being a Southern girl, I want some dressing, and I want you know to be able to use my cornbread, and I usually bake it up, and you know, it depends on if I wanted the bread to be a little bit sweeter or more savory. And I'm going to make this wonderful cornbread, and then we're going to add in all of our liquids and our meat, and I make a wonderful sausage uh, dressing with the stuffing you're using uh, the dried bread mm-hmm. cr- crumbs or big hunks of bread and you're adding your fillers in that way and that's usually the difference so I guess it just really depends and I've had them w- both uh, but I just prefer that old-fashioned southern dressing I like both of them too so I'm always lucky because I don't have to decide I'll, I'll take a, a <laughs> serving of each um, some other things that I like, uh, my uh, sister-in-law's mother, uh, she lives down on the Gulf Coast. Uh, she makes dirty rice every year for Christmas uh, or Thanksgiving. That's really good. Absolutely. The first time that I ever had uh, dirty rice, I was in New Orleans at my Aunt Lueda's house. Hey, Aunt Lueda. And oh, my gosh, Kevin, I must have ate myself silly. <laughs> it was just absolutely fantastic. Um, one of my favorite holiday uh, things to have, uh, Kevin, believe it or not is my mama's uh, potato salad hmm. and so if you're listening i hope that makes the table this year but um, <laughs> putting in an early request <laughs> absolutely so we've got another caller on the line why don't we say good morning to autumn who's called from gulfport good morning autumn hey good morning good autumn morning. <laughs> hi <laughs> uh, i have a recipe to share with you guys okay it's, it's a little different it's made with uh you know, you cook sweet potatoes and everything, but one thing we tried was cutting oranges in half and mixing the sweet potato with a little bit of the orange pulp and then toasting them in the oven with a little cinnamon on top. 
And it's really good to have the sweet potato and a little bite of citrus at the same time. Mm -hmm. That is absolutely yummy. I could just see the presentation coming together, those two uh, flavors. But sweet potatoes pair so well, Kevin. Uh, with other fruit, whether it be apples, pineapples, oranges, uh, it ju- it just adds such a pleasant taste to them. Absolutely, it's so good. You throw them on a cookie sheet, and everyone gets a little half and their own little orange bowl. It's really fun. All right. Autumn, great suggestion. Thanks for calling in. I know that uh, when I made uh, sweet potato casserole, I've often poured orange juice in there. So that same idea is good. And you're right, good good to pairing there. The sweet potato and any kind of fruit always works well. Absolutely. Let's get Joe in before the final break of the hour. Joe's called in from Tippa this morning. Good morning, Joe. Hey, hey Joe. Uh, my favorite side dish is uh, cranberry fluff. Okay. Tell us about that. You take a couple of cups of cranberries. I usually just use a whole bag and dump them in the uh, food processor and chop them up good. And then you add a cup of sugar and a cup of uh, miniature marshmallows to it and put it in the refrigerator overnight. Mm-hmm. The next morning, you take a, a, a apple, you uh, chop it up good, put it in there. You put a cup of pecans, uh, pecans, not pecans, <laughs> in there. and uh, then take grapes. And if they're large grapes, I usually cut them in half and put them in there. And then... Uh, you take a cup of whipped cream and you whip the cream and then fold it in. Oh, wow. And that is that is so good. Sometimes I'll take another serving of that instead of a pie or cake. Yeah. Sure. That sounds yummy. That's a good good recipe, Joe. Thanks for calling in. That's uh, Wow, That's a, that would be a great fruit salad sort of appetizer there and a unique way to, uh, to do cranberries for Thanksgiving. Absolutely. I kind of got the little tingle in the back of my jaw <laughs> when he was talking, Kevin. I mean, that's the thing that I love about the holidays. You get to bring all these exciting things to the table. We need to take one final break this hour. When we get back, we will wrap things up. Uh, Sue is on the line. We'll talk to her, and we're looking for your calls as well. Again, looking for your favorite side dishes and desserts for your holiday table. The number to call is one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one 672 You can always email the show food at mpbonline.org. We'll be back with more after this. election is over and the nation has a new president donald trump and a new chapter in history has begun we don't know what lies ahead but npr will keep bringing you the best coverage from coast to coast to help you make sense of it all so listen every day future quandaries you give an instruction to your robot to go to work and it turns around and says i'd rather go to the beach or your battlefield robot decides to side with the enemy artificially intelligent robots present challenges that none of us has experienced before i'm kelly mcevers a 10 million dollar grant to consider ethics and robots later on all things considered from npr news today at four on npb think radio This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking about holiday side dishes and desserts this morning. Let's head right back to the phones. We'll begin again in Beaumont. Sue is on the line. Good morning, Sue. Hey, Sue. Good morning. Sorry about that. Go ahead, Sue. Oh, I just want to clarify for Deborah something that stuffing and dressing, it could all be made out of the same thing, but stuffing goes in the turkey, dressing is cooked separate in a separate pan. That's why they call it stuffing when you put it in the turkey. But, uh, you know, most people cook it in a separate pan. Yeah, I think uh, th- I think there's some health reasons connected to yes, that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, but you're right. Yeah, stuffing, uh, that was uh, certainly when I was a child, I remember that. Um, but uh, but as we said, uh, uh, certain health uh, issues have arisen, <laughs> and now it's uh, best to be made outside, outside of that. Of, that's well, no right. No matter what you make it out of, it, it, you know, it just whether you put it in the turkey or make it separately, that's 
the only thing I want to comment on. All Thank right. you so much, Sue. Thanks for the call. You know, actually, when I was young, I didn't particularly like uh, stuffing or dressing. It was not until I was an adult that I started eating that. Aww. So. Uh, I would always get the turkey leg, though. That was my favorite part of the bird. That's still my favorite part, Kevin. Uh, Vicky's on the line from Tupelo. Good morning, Vicky. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? Good. What do you have for us? I have a little tip of the day. Okay. Uh, for, I don't have any recipes. I'm on the road driving, so I don't have anything to give you there. But people need to keep a little bottle of eggnog in their refrigerator during the holiday. I live way out in the country, and I've decided that if you run out of eggs and run out of milk, you can substitute with eggnog. Uh-huh. Ah. It makes a fantastic cornbread. Fantastic cornbread. Wow, Vicki, that's a what great a idea. Great I would have tip. never thought about that. So I was just thinking, keep the eggnog and add something extra in it, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Eggnog, okay? All right. <laughs> Good call, Vicki. Thanks uh, for joining in this morning. Tip. Yeah. Uh, we've got... Um, Mike from Bolton is on the line. Good morning, Mike. Hello, guys. Um, I heard you talking about dirty rice. Mm-hmm. And I like dirty rice, but I was trying to cook some one day and was planning on using venison burger meat. But I thought out venison sausage. And I said, too late to throw out anything else. I was using one of the box-type uh, dirty rice mixes. I personally like Tony Sachere's. Mm-hmm. But I, I cooked it by the recipe on the box, but used venison sausage. And that's been a staple every time I, I go to my brother-in-law's to watch a game. He, he requests that. Great, great <laughs> this is what we need. So I was just going to share, you know, with hunting season open and, and uh, to add some of our wildlife to the table. It's a great recipe. All right. Oh, absolutely. Thanks, Mike, for the call. That's a you know that's how holiday traditions are made. You know, you you, you last minute substitution, and it finds out you you you've uh, created something that's even tastier, and that's great. That you know, uh, yeah, you can come over watch the game. Make sure you bring some of that uh, dirty rice really? with you. Really, if you bring food, you can just come <laughs> over, Kevin. <laughs> Seriously. We're gonna go next. Uh, Linda's on the line from Port Gibson. Good morning, Linda. Hey, Linda. Hello. Uh, I'm calling because uh, I like macaroni and cheese. All right. I I like the way, uh, like my mother or grandmother uh, would cook it. However, this new macaroni and cheese, Velveeta, and all this other stuff it has, um, MSG I have to worry about. Mm Mm-hmm. So, so better better to make it homemade, then, I guess, huh? Yes. I mean, what is not done when you're using MSG? I mean, when you're using Velveeta and all that other pasta-type stuff. I'm not sure we understand what, what you're asking. Um, what do they put in the mixes that with the MSG? Yes. I th- yes. I'm not sure. I think MSG is... Uh, somewhat of a preservative is my guess and so in order to make it last at the grocery store you know when you buy it they would have to put that in there and then obviously that would be something that you would not have to deal with if you if you made it from scratch but i I don't know but that that would be my best guess so all right well always good to hear from you linda thanks for the call let's uh, move on uh judy's on the line from jackson good morning judy hey judy good morning Good morning. How are you? Fantastic. What do you have for us today? I'm loving the show. And Thank you. It's about cranberry relish. I've had some delicious cranberry relishes over the years, and, and to which a uh, portion of some kind of citrus or some other kind of fruit was stirred in, plus pecans, of course. <laughs> and uh, I find it all quite delicious, but I would <clears throat> be curious if you had any new... Uh, sharp or that little taste of sour to put in with it that, you know, to kick it up a bit without making it hot. Also, I must say, I heard the voice of a lady I used to hear on MPB all the time, Sue Konisky, and down at Kiln, and she's such a straight about stuffing and dressing, and I just have to give a shout-out to the lovely Sue Konisky. I hope we're hearing from her again soon. All right. All right. Thanks, Judy, for the call. Uh, so anything to kind of... One of the things that I, you know, I like to do, Kevin, is, for instance, taking my orange juice or pineapple juice and kind of braising it up a little bit 
uh, in the saucepan prior to adding my cranberries, and you'll find that you get a little extra tartness from that. You may even want to add a, a little bit of sour tart to that mixture in and of itself, a pinch of salt, adding your cranberries and your sugar in, especially if you're going to be making it, you know, homemade, um, and folding that in. You may want to add a little bit of, uh, believe it or not, Kevin, you, you may add just a little tiny bit of vinegar to that uh, to kind of give it that sharpness that you're looking for. I I, uh, I guess I like cranberries, like things with cranberry in them, although I just have this flashback to that congealed can-shaped blob of <laughs> cranberry sauce from my childhood, which, again, I never, I, now I'm thinking about it, I guess I didn't eat a whole lot on Thanksgiving uh, other than the turkey leg and maybe mashed potatoes. But. <laughs> poor, you poor baby. What were you doing on Thanksgiving, Kevin? <laughs> well, I, I, like, there must have been some other things we ate. But no, I, for whatever reason, like I said, I didn't eat uh, stuffing uh, or, well, we stuffing is what we had and all the whole time I was a child. So that's something. Uh, actually, I probably didn't start eating it until as an adult when it was both stuffing and dressing. So I think I maybe got introduced to them at the same time. That's why I'm an equal equal opportunity eater on that. Wow, so. wow. Well, let me tell you, Thanksgiving for me, Kevin, brings back so many memories. My grandmother <laughs> and grandfather uh, lived in a little area called Forest Hill, and they lived, believe it or not, in a little shanty with a tin roof. And when it rained, you could hear the rain and, and literally could look down to the floor and see the peep through the floor and see the chickens <laughs> underneath the house. But my grandmother would roast potatoes in the fireplace. And it's something about this time of year that I can still smell the fragrance of those uh, potatoes roasting in the fireplace. And she had a um, I don't I don't know, I guess what you call it, where she would keep her cakes in the shelf. You know, she would bake them. You know, now we have to put stuff in the refrigerator almost immediately. But she would bake her cakes and she would put them in this little pantry drawer and you could see them all lined up. And just, you know, the idea of homemade dressing. So the holidays for me just really is just such a joyous time. It brings back so many wonderful memories. And I can't wait to, you know, hang out with my family and friends and stuff myself. (laughs) (laughs) I have a Facebook friend who lives, uh, who's from Portugal, now lives in Spain. But he had a picture of the other day on his Facebook feed of actually roasting chestnuts. And so... Chestnuts, Chestnuts roasting, roasting on an open, open fire. fire. Did we just do that, really? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's obviously a little bit more towards Christmas, but I thought that was interesting. That yeah, because I don't think. Roasted chestnuts are still a big thing here, but that was interesting to see that apparently... Kevin, I've never roasted chestnuts. Well, the other thing is his mother then put a, a comment that was like, hey, don't forget to bring some home to mom. So oh, wow. I guess in, in Europe, roasted chestnuts are, are still a big thing. So although, you know, a roasted nut, that doesn't sound like a bad dish at all. Uh, you could even roast your pecans if you wanted or to. Or pecans, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> No, you don't want a roasted pecan. That might uh, lead into some real troubles there. So, all right. Well, that's uh, that's going to wrap us up for today. I uh, hope that everyone has a pleasant Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Have a good time. Enjoy your friends and family and some good eating. Uh, Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced today by Sam Wells, and our call screener was Debbie Kazoff. So I'm Kevin Farrell for Deborah Hunter, inviting you to stay tuned. Up next at 10, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey, followed by Southern Remedy at 11. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining, heard only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.